We are children of the world, everyone. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. Arsenal messed it up, but it was a great win for Solskjaer. It's Friday 9th of April. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Andy Russell. Watching every day go by, everybody. What's the reference? Ha, ha, we are children of the world. What's the reference? The Bee Gees. Oh, sorry, okay. Come on. I'm not only a Bee Gees man. <laughs> no, neither am I, but you know that one. Russell will be. Russell will have spun, spun some disco I'd in his time. I'd say so. They're all right, aren't they? Yeah. 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 In the words of Kenny Everett, the Bee Gees have sold more albums than any other band called the Bee Gees in the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> a Kenny Everett reference there. <laughs> It's a great Friday. I'm too young for Kenny Kenny Everett. We are all too young. Yeah, fair enough. We've done too much too young. There's another one, everybody. But I'll tell you what. (laughs) I'll tell you what. We've had had lovely Europa League action. We've had... uh, It's a Friday. The sun is trying to come out. I'm in a good mood, everybody. You'll be pleased to know. Good to know. Um, And I'm just happy for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Yeah. Because they're on the verge of another semi-final. Amazing, really. Can't wait for the next one. No, amazing, really, isn't it? Fantastic. It is. I mean, they don't have a good record under Solskjaer in semi-finals, but let's, let's let them get there Need first. more practice. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yes. yeah. This could go some way of uh, reaching a, a, a final. But the big news, of course, there was a streaker on the pitch. That's the main thing. And that was the big news. And if we're looking for an up-to-the-minute reference, mm-hmm. he reminded me very much of the streaker in, was it Elastica's Glastonbury set oh, in 1995? <laughs> that is absolutely unreal for a reference. Can someone check that? Well, I thought to myself... Because that is amazing. I thought maybe Tom Hanks in Cast One. I thought, yes, big time. But a little bit more than that. So you could have slightly more, well, a little bit more contemporary, Matt Damon in um, The Martian. Yeah, at the end, at the end. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean th- the there's been some dispute, Marcus, whether he was wearing a mask or not. I mean, with a beard that big, it's yeah. sometimes hard to tell. So the, the the initial video footage looked to me like he had a black mask on exactly the same colour color as, as his black beard. Yes. Mm. But then the later photo showed yeah. no mask. Obviously, he had no pockets to put it in, no. so he can't have taken it off. Mm. I would have liked to have seen him wear the mask over his nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, with, with, you know, like when some people have the nose over the mask and they're sort of wearing it wrong? The f- the, yeah, yeah, maybe that's the, 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 the first thing. Do you remember the first thing I thought when I saw the streaker? Yeah, I thought because I'm so um, tuned into the fact that there's no fans now. Yeah, I thought he must work there. Yeah, that's the only way he can be in there. He must be a member it's of just staff. A steward that's just gone. Yeah. I told you, didn't I? The time I saw a streaker, I've only seen two streakers in, in my uh, footballing uh, viewing time. And what you mean live in the flesh? Carl, yes, so yes, yes. Speak, yeah. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Charlton Athletic many moons ago they lost one uh, 0 at home to Aston Villa in the Premier League. Well, Charlton, really? Yeah, wow. that's how long ago. It was. Unlikely to have on Charlton. All they do is eat crisps. Do they at Charlton? Oh, I love that? munching crisps. Charlton fans. What, what's this? About? No, there's always crisps being eaten whenever I've been at the Valley. I remember oh. when um, Wimbledon played there. In I guess it must be the Papa John's Trophy. Mm. There was there was a bloke who proposed to his wife to be at half time. Did he do I it mean, in the buff? Imagine <laughs> he, he didn't. So but what, you can, imagine this is what you could have won. <laughs> uh, you marry me. It's all this all the way now. Um, um, imagine saying, "I proposed to your grandma at half time yeah. in a leasing dot com trophy it's match in, fr- in front of six hundred people." I've been, I've been to. Listen, let's start a support group. I've been to a uh-huh. um, a the same trophy. I don't think it was called that then. But seeing Pompey at the Valley, mm. and it was not the death of football. But anyway, Marcus, you were halfway <laughs> through talking about the streaker. The, yeah, I've said this before, and it was so. I was up high uh, on the other side of where this guy, and it, it did look like he was sat in the front row. It was a cold day. He was like, "This is a rubbish." He said, "I'll sod it," and he just sort of whipped. Well, his... you don't reckon he planned it ahead of time? No, but I, he would have done. But the, I saw what him. What do they the do corner... with their clothes? Oh, they've gone. 
you go down, you go down the, the charity shop, get yourself kitted out. Oh, okay, right. I think okay, that's right. maybe what they do. Yeah. And then the other one was um, when Farnborough Town were away at Arsenal. Oh, of course, famous one. Yeah, famous yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, and the guy came on, and then because they, but they, what they used to do back in those days was was let the streak get bored. Yeah, get let him tire himself out. <laughs> this guy and the crowd were not getting bored, <laughs> and he ran up to the old clock end at Highbury. That's how long ago that was. And, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he sort of ran up to the goal and like nodded one in, and everyone was right. You know, I remember just, it. Yeah. This is glorious. Because they lost five one, did they in the end? They did. They got the one. Yeah, that's right. So he scored it. <laughs> did, yeah. We counted that. We've had a a photo of the streaker Elastica in the nineties yeah. <laughs> at Glastonbury, uh-huh. uh, which isn't the sentence I expected to say today. Uh-huh. On the running order, and actually, Andy, I'm sorry to tell you, his beard is nowhere near as full. Mm. Looks like a young well, that, Alex. That was, that was a full, yeah. He does actually. Maybe we'll get him to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a full beard for the mid nineties. You know, you can only judge on. by the by the time, can't you? The quality of beard hasn't improved over the decades. Oh, I disagree. Someone's oh. forgetting ZZ tops. <laughs> okay. Another right. co- another co- common. <laughs> well, we were getting the mid nineties. Anyway, let's talk about something that happened only just last night. And uh, Manchester United beating Granada two 0 away from home. What a goal from Marcus Rashford! Lovely what one. A goal. Mm. Beautiful take. Dis- Lovely finish. Defenders Amazing are- pass, actually, from it was. Lindelof as well. The, the, it was. Um, the camera couldn't even keep up with it, no. annoyingly. That's right. Uh, and, uh, it's, a, it's one of those goals. It's a good goal. It's nice to watch. It's great for the striker to score it, mm-hmm. but the defenders will be disappointed. Oh, they, of course you will. Yeah. If you get beaten by a ball like that, it's poor. Despite the pace from Rashford and so on, yeah. Andy. And they were, they were properly dogged as well, Granada. Mm. I thought the second goal was a little bit harsh on them. A, because it's a killer. It, it probably wasn't a penalty. And B, because, the well, goalkeeper. The, the goalkeeper. It's, 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 it's not often that you say a goalkeeper should have saved the penalty. But Rui Silva, who's a really good goalkeeper, definitely should have saved it. And, and I think also, adding to the mix into that, um, I completely agree with what you're saying. They've worked so hard the whole game. It's essentially mm. the last kick of the game. Um, and now they're out the tie, basically. Yes. And But that's that's been something that's dog Granada all season. Their defensive record in the league is abysmal. Mm. And they've got the worst defensive record in the league. They've played 47 games with all in, with, yeah, with a small squad yeah. in pandemic times with a tiny budget. Have they conceded a lot of goals or not? A fair few, yeah, a fair few. No further questions. Yeah, but you know, with with what you just said there, you don't, he, have, to, you don't get personally offended by <laughs> Granada having a poor. He loves Granada. He loves Andalusia. I love Andalusia as he well. He loves um, he loves Sevilla. He does, but he loves that region of Spain, which isn't fair because I love that region of Spain Fine. as well. Fair enough. But when you when they're in that lovely kit as well, Andy and so on, I understand you wanted them to go through. The, the thing is, I think it's very they still hard. Could. They still could, ladies and gentlemen. It's Sorry. very hard to concentrate on the game when you're there because the view from the back of the main stand, mm. as you would have seen, I think from Andy Mitten's shot that he took when he when he got in there, mm. the view of the Sierra Nevada is oh, amazing. Great. It's a beautiful Incredible. It's a beautiful part great. of the world. Um, but, but it's really opened up for United now, yes. hasn't it? Because if you think about it, I think with Ajax losing at home to Roma. Well. I mean, well. that's a, that's a mm-hmm. nice looking semi-final. For, you, you can see the path for United if you couldn't before. Yes, you could. By the way, on that uh, Bruno Fernandes goal, um, I understand that you say you felt it wasn't a penalty. It was a, it was a mm. contentious one. Well, Solskjaer said after the game, he got hit and it's red, referring to his eye. So to score with one eye open shows skill. I mean, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, I guess. Maybe the day, because if he... Sounds like a Metallica song. Yeah, it does. <laughs> obviously like... with one eye open. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if you have one eye closed, you know your perception. It does, yeah. So imagine yeah. if he tried the dink and it just like went like two feet in front of him. I used to play... <laughs> <laughs> like a tiddlywink. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I thought that was... What? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, I used to play football with a guy called Ian who was a striker who had, uh-huh. who had one eye. He really? was a good player as well, yeah. That's incredible. But I think I th- I'm pretty sure he had grown up 
with mm-hmm. his whole life. Still, though. It's great, yeah. Yeah, nice. very, very It's like Dean Shields, who used to play for Hibs, isn't it? Oh, he only had one eye as well. Yeah. Blimey. Wow, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm suitably impressed. Um, in the Ajax game uh, against Roma, did you see the ball boy throw the ball at uh, the Roma player who was time-wasting? He just was like, oh, sod off. Can I, can I just say what was great about that was that um, the Roma player, Ricardo Calafiori, yeah. he... he he went for about a couple of seconds yeah, he was of lying. pretending to throw himself on the floor. Yeah, and then did. it was like he realised, I can't get a ball boy sent off. Yeah. So there's no point to yeah, this. Yeah, he did. So he stopped. That's exactly <laughs> what he did. The, the thing is, I can't understand what the referee was doing. Because the referee cautioned him. And the Calafiori, not the, the ball really boy. Anything, has he? Uh, yeah, and I, I thought it, you thought about diving. And for that reason, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm going to caution you. But he was quite a, uh-huh. a big ball boy. Mm. It sort of reminded me of that, he was. That, that, that Peter Kay show where he played like Britain's oldest ice cream seller. Or the Eden Hazard incident. Well, I was going to say, Hazard yes. turned up out of nowhere and just kicked the crap out of him. <laughs> no, not of his ankle. Not with respect. Yeah. All right, he punched him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, indeed, yeah. But, uh, but I mean, Bruno Fernandes, yeah, 19 penalties out of 20. He scored for Manchester United. Amazing. He's a very, very. He's one of the best players in the world. Yeah. Well, you put it like that, you think, well, (laughs) I mean, that penalty record. It's a poor record. That (laughs) that penalty record, Luke, is Matt Letizia esque. It is. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't wait for Bruno Fernandes' future career. (laughs) Well, as a a mad conspiracy theorist. It's what? Luke's Friday as well, yeah, Andy. I've got that team up there. I've come all the way here. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a great win for Manchester United. And they face Spurs at uh, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. They, they haven't had a, a rename of. They still going. With they that. don't have a sponsor as yet, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. What I would call it is the I would call it the the Londinium Stadium. Why? Just as a little dig to West Ham, as if oh, if you're going to play that game, you know. What we were here before you. I don't think we were. Right? <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but uh, either way, um, it's a chance for for Manchester United after that impressive uh, aggregate score they've built up against Granada. They can overhaul the six-one aggregate against Tottenham Hotspur this uh, in this Premier League campaign. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I looked back on the, the yeah. six-one home defeat Man United had, yep. and from Man United's point of view, I would really like to reiterate because football moves fast these days. It does. Obviously, it was a while back. Mm-hmm. That was a shit show. <laughs> That was an absolute shit show for Man United. I completely forgot how bad it was. Yeah. Isn't uh, this why this season's so weird? Because, you know, you look at, say, Barcelona, who are playing brilliantly in a position to mm. go and win the league now. And in, in the first part of the season, it's like, will they make top four? Yeah. Possibly not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bizarre to think it's all part of the same season, even though the games are really condensed. You're absolutely right. I mean, I, yeah. At one point when Spurs played Liverpool at Anfield, we thought, was this a title decider? Yeah. 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 Mm. Turns out it wasn't. Um, I also remember from that game at Old Trafford when I'd never seen a player less more, less enthusiastic to come on the pitch than Donny van der Beek. <laughs> I think come off the bench in that game. And I remember thinking at the time, you're supposed to want to play. Mm. You, people are complaining you're not getting the team. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, for his point of view, I guess it was a bit of a pain in the ass. But I mean, yeah, the, the, I wouldn't say the tables have turned because that's kind of a really simplistic way of looking at it. But it's it, you're absolutely right. It's fascinating how far mm-hmm. things have changed since then. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's a massive game this weekend for obvious reasons. It is. Um, uh, changing subject slightly, Eric Dyer has said he wants his ashes scattered at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. <laughs> I mean, he's why just saying he, he... anything to get back in the team. Why? <laughs> I don't want Jose to do it. What? Yeah. Um, why has he? Why has he said that? Who's asked him the question? Mm. I don't understand what's going on. Um, I've, I've obviously misread something. I there. imagine you think about mortality quite a lot playing for Mourinho Spurs at the moment. <laughs> are you, are you, Marcus? Are you doing like internal rhetorical gymnastics? Yeah. To think about how you can get Eric Dyer in the England squad because mm. it's 2018. <laughs> I just think he could shield the back four. <laughs> <laughs>
Scatter him in front after of the back the, four. After, after the ball's gone. <laughs> yeah. Scatter him in front of the back four. It'll be absolutely perfect. The jobs are good. And, um, and he was involved in that winner in uh, Sevilla, of course, Andy, for England. Um, talking about odd things that uh, footballers have, have said recently, in particular Spurs players, uh, in an interview with uh, Joe Rodden, Gareth Bale claimed that aliens 100% exist, which is a false statement because you can't prove that. No. Um, but well, certainly not on the evidence that we've been given. Uh, obviously, there are many conspiracy theories and there are UFO images that have been published by the United States government because they never give us false information. <laughs> um, it is not false. They have been published by the government. I know that some UFOs are probably secret things of the governments, but I actually saw one once. You're tying yourself up in knots there, Gary. What is it about attacking players that come out of Southampton? A conspiracy, <laughs> a, a conspiracy theory. What are they put in the water down there? What are they doing down there? Oh, and the thing is that annoys me. Do you want to know what annoys me about this? Please. Everyone in this room knows that if you get an interview with a top-level football player, yeah. there's a PR person, uh-huh. almost literally mm. back in COVID, pre-COVID days, yeah. looking over your shoulder, can't saying what that. you can't say and what you can't say. Yep. You can't say what you can't say. How's that got out? Well, because maybe that person has been so socially distanced. He's, he's whispering <laughs> yeah. the questions. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of Aliens? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Distance. Well, it's, it's apparently with Joe Roden. So Joe Roden's a sleeper agent by, by the look of it. I'd say so. So yeah. what, they're doing a dual interview or Roden's so interviewing be, him. It'll be one of those um, social media things. Club where they, ones where yeah, yeah, yeah. player interviews player. Well, that explains a lot. They just feel too relaxed, I suppose. Yeah. They're interviewing, they're interviewing each other now. Yeah. I mean, it, these days, it is a mark of sporting <laughs> greatness, isn't it? It's like Kyrie Irving, basketball player. He's a flat earther, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, yeah he, he, got, he got a lot of stick for that, didn't he? Yeah, and, sure. and then said, well, maybe I was joking. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't joking, but maybe <laughs> I was that. joking. Oh, right. What about when Fabian Delph claimed in 2016 that he sees ghosts all of the time? And yeah. then he went on to say, so I think it was three. Yeah. I remember, I remember hearing about that at the time. Mm. Um, and it's not the thing about it is that I, I think there's a definite um, element of that depending on the position that a football player plays mm. you you attribute some kind of personality to them I know what you mean and so he's a defensive midfield player for yep. Delph, so you think he'd be sensible so that's why it's more impactful mm. If he was is like that a, why he's gone to hide at left back? If you yeah maybe if, if you're a mercurial kind of creative player you expect mm. him to be a bit crazy Eric Cantona yeah, yeah. Antonio Cassano well, maybe. But, um, yeah, but behaving crazily like Eric Cantona, using standard metaphors that completely confuse English people. Yeah. yeah. Are you defending Cantona with his am, seagulls yeah. and trawlers? That is the most simple metaphor ever. Defending Christian Gross in a minute. Yeah, he will. He was yesterday. I definitely will be. Yeah, he was yesterday. (laughs) Him and his shark tooth, his lucky shark tooth that he has around his neck. Is that right? Didn't work at Schalke. Where did it work, Andy? (laughs) (laughs) Is the bigger question. Um, Well, yeah, there's been reports that some players are getting fed up with with Jose Mourinho's withering post-match comments. Has there really? That's not surprising, is there? That's not surprising. It's also been reported that if Spurs fail to qualify for Europe this season, then the compensation owed to Mourinho if he's fired would be significantly less than the £30 million originally reported. I'm particularly going to enjoy we've qualified for the Conference League you have to pay me. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah so. that's true. Maybe that's not listed in as a clause but I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Yeah you would um, But it is worth pointing out I think that Spurs form in the league isn't too bad. I mean mm. May United are in better form but Spurs aren't in bad form. They've only lost one of their last six. Mm-hmm. So you know it's not all Cut and dried, I suppose. It's not all cut and dry. Elsewhere in the Europa League last night, Arsenal. Oh dear. Oh, this annoyed. This really annoyed me because I would. I wanted Arsenal to win the tie for for a number of reasons, um, but this reminded me of that game, and I, I'm still angry about this when they had that semi final against Atletico Madrid. Oh, yeah. You talk and about that, this quite a lot. I know, and it really 
Adler's coming down to 10 men. Uh, down to 10 men. Arsenal battered them, went 1 0 up, and then they drew 1 0, and then predictably Letty won 1 0. All I'm saying is Wenger should have gone out with a Europa League win and got them back into the Champions League. But this there was shades of that here where Arsenal, um, okay, Slavia Prague had a, one or two chances themselves, which they'd have been disappointed not to take. But Arsenal were all over them. They missed chance after chance. Then they finally scored late on as well, not giving much of a, a an opportunity for Slavia Prague to reply. It was retro Nicola Pepe. He scored that goal like 30 times for Lille. Yeah, it was nice to see yeah. actually. It's a, it a lovely finish, a lot yeah. of composure, bearing in mind, you know, he had a bit of running to do and, and, and the missed chances does put a bit more pressure on it. Uh, and then in the last seconds, oh, when Arteta was furious, Look, he's absolutely furious. Well, I'm, right, I'm, I'm furious. Right. I'm, I'm looking. I was looking forward to Arsenal versus Emery in the semi-final. Yeah, I'm still hoping for it. But still you could know, happen. You know, with Arsenal, it, it could. But when you hope a little bit too hard, I, I don't know if I'm being surrogate Jim because I'm sat in his chair. <laughs> but when you hope a little bit too hard, or even a little bit hard, yeah. with Arsenal. It's but they're, they're capable face, of they're, they're capable of a one-off performance, Arsenal. The they issue, are. Are, yeah, the, for sure. The, the concerning issues for me are kind of twofold. Right, one is that. They don't seem to be improving. Like the, mm. Arteta's recent record is worse than when he, the period he had when he started mm-hmm. at the club, which is possibly understandable because you get that new manager vibe. The second point is that their senior pros are letting them down. Mm. I mean, it's as simple as that. I mean, you can understand why people might take issue with that because they'll say, oh, well, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is being pushed out wide too much and, and he'll probably play through the middle this weekend mm-hmm. in the Premier League, I'm sure, but he's being pushed out wide so he's not getting a, he's not getting a fair crack of it. Ultimately, he's the club captain, right? Is he it, has to put performances in. And he hasn't been doing that. And it's a massive indictment of the situation that he's dropped for the game last night. Don't, don't you think it's an indictment of the squad composition? Because unfortunately, quite a few of their best players don't fit in the same team. And yeah, given, given, that they're, given that they're not drowning in world-class players, that is a huge, huge problem. Mm-hmm. And given that they're meant to be, you know, starting again and having had some sort of mini clear out. I mean, I've seen already people talking about, you know, Aubameyang as, as the new Ozil. And considering he won the trophy last season and he was brilliant mm-hmm. in the back end of last season, that's quite a damning indictment really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's, it's to jump the gun a little bit to, to say that. But clearly the whole Ozil thing has freaked the fan base out, which I understand. What about Slavia Prague themselves? People would not have known, well, I didn't either, known much about this side. You'd mm. think, okay, maybe they're, you know, domestically they're having a great time, mm. which is not too surprising, I suppose. One of a few clubs you could name from that country. They put out Leicester. Now, I know Leicester might have fielded a stronger side uh, in that tie, but still that is a scout. They put out Rangers, who have been brilliant domestically, of course. You know, and yeah. here they are. They've just got to draw away to Arsenal. Are these one of these sides that Definitely. is a, a very rare beast nowadays because of internet, because of, uh, uh, you know, footage being widely available for, for, for most countries at all, of course. Is this, is this a rare a rare example of one of those sides that kind of comes from, certainly in English minds or Premier League minds, comes from nowhere and actually makes a brilliant impression on the on the competition? They've lost one game since October. Well, there you They're go. amazing form. And they've, they've built it up over... A few years. Mm-hmm. I think that's quite important to point out. I mean, you look at the point with Thomas Suchek. I think I said this somewhere else, but the, the amount they ended up selling him to West Ham for, that never happens like three, four, five years ago because probably middling Bundesliga club makes four or five million offer for him and signs him. But because they're well-backed, it's not a, a complete fairy tale because they are, they are well-backed. Mm-hmm. Um, that gives them the ability to hold on to players a little bit longer than you would expect. It's like a similar position to what I suppose Basel were in maybe 
six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember Basel doing very well. I saw them a couple of times in the Yeah, but it is, quite, it is often quite nice because, I mean, you, we remember, lads, you know, back in the sort of, I don't know, early 90s or whatever, where you could have these sides from abroad, you know, which you didn't know anything about and they'd turn up and they'd be absolutely brilliant and so on. Whereas Slavia Prague, again, you know, from, from the Czech Republic, you, you wouldn't expect this. I mean, that not far off a semi-final place here, you know. They, they'll fancy themselves and it's a difficult tie for Arsenal to go there. Yes, it's absolutely right. I mean, that's probably why Arteta is so so um, so frustrated, or well, one of the reasons, because I'm sure that he would have and he would have put the squad through the mm-hmm. idea that they've surprised people against Rangers, they surprised people against Leicester. Mm-hmm. We cannot let them surprise us as well. Yeah. And Arsenal aren't—they're just not very good at keeping control of the game because I think their senior pros are negligent. Mm-hmm. So what, what you want to do is presumably when you're in control of a match, you score late on. You mm. want to use a bit of now. So you yeah. want to get your big pros. Pepe scores the goal. He cost five billion pounds. <laughs> yeah, take responsibility. Aubameyang, you're the club captain. Oh, you're not taking responsibility because for some reason you've been dropped again. Mm. Again. Right. And he had disciplinary problems at Dortmund as well. Is that right? So there's yeah. so he's a character that's and Milan. More, to, more towards... Well, I mean... Oh, sorry. He, he was a kid then, but okay. um, I think more towards the back end at Dortmund when he was trying to force his way out. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Luke's that man, he just kicked the table. I, just, I don't know why I did that. I was, sorry, I was, <laughs> I was, I was, I was enraged. They, you know, even players like Xhaka have had problems um, with the fan base, with the club. Thomas Partey's not hit the ground running, another senior pro. The, only, the, the, real, the real hope for Arsenal mm. is their young players are coming through and impressing. But he's got to get the balance right. Mm. There's no point having great young players coming through because they're going to look up to the senior pros. Yeah. So it, it, it matters more just than just what's happening on the pitch as well. I agree. I think when you do look at those senior pros and you think they're a drain on the team and its resources, I mean, that's quite damning, isn't it? It is In, damning. Culturally. It is damning. Yeah. Well, we mentioned Emmanuel Petit's criticism of Arsenal, or you rather, not me, um, but it was mentioned on the Football Ramble. And Gary Neville has suggested that Nicolas Pepe uh, Alexander Lacazette and uh, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang have established a little mafia at the club. I, I imagine. I imagine. I mean, that's quite a damning thing to say. I imagine at least one of those players will go in the summer. Mm. I'm sure fairly. I mean, it looks fairly likely that Aubameyang will go in the summer, doesn't it, Andy? Where you can find someone to to buy. How him. do you get rid of him? I think that's why people are talking about it as an Özil situation. China, no, baby. No one. Middle East. It's not going to happen anymore, is it? With China, he's I mean, got he's got a big money move to somewhere like the Middle East written all over him. I think. Maybe, but I, th- I think it's I think it's super hard because Arsenal either any way that they deal it with it from here, it stinks of failure and administrative incompetence. That's the problem. <laughs> but if if they do manage to get a deal to to get him out of there, yeah, I, th- I think they should take it because they could spend the money better mm-hmm. elsewhere. Well, better news for Arsenal is they play Sheffield United <laughs> on the weekend. <laughs> chance, a big chance, you know. I mean, I mean, take Patrick Bamford for example. He he was absolutely scathing about Sheffield United this week. He said, "I think if we'd have been on top of our game and had taken our foot off the pedal, it could have been seven or eight one." Wow, that is a big a big indictment. It I mean, is. Sheffield United got a lot of players out injured. It's probably not been mentioned mm. uh-huh. enough um, because obviously they're essentially already mm-hmm. relegated. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, if I was an Arsenal fan, I, I would, I would, yeah, but I would, I would approach every game mm. with trepidation because you just never know what you're going to get. It's true. Arsenal currently in tenth. They don't want to slip down at the bottom half. They don't. It's such a late stage. They probably season. still stay up. <laughs> Indeed. Before we have a, a, a quick break, everybody, we have a brand new show to tell you about tomorrow on Football Ramble Presents. Not this feed, the Football Ramble Presents feed. Myself and Luke Moore will bring you the very first episode of Lion's Watch, a show devoted to all things England in the build-up to the Euros. Oh, it's happening, baby! To put it another way, <laughs> I watched the entirety of Germany 4, England 1 in 2010 <laughs> yesterday. In so you better fucking listen to yeah. this tomorrow. Well, each week we're discussing the latest big stories around Southgate squad and tracing the evolution of this England team since 2010. Hence Luke watching that dreadful football match. 
This week, we're going to be talking about Declan Rice's injury, the form of Trent Alexander-Arnold, with a foray into the Fabio Capello era. If that's not going to sell it, we don't know what will, quite frankly, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. So that's Lions Watch out first thing on Saturday on Football Ramble Presents. Get yourself over there, subscribe to make sure you do not miss it. Oh dear, look at these keepers. Uh, welcome back to the Football Ramble Preview, sponsored by Betway, everybody. All right, we have an email jingle here from Luke Cunningham. Marcus Speller will put a spell on you. Is that what he says? Yeah. He calls Andy Brassel an asshole. Just it rhymes. Just it kind of rhymes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had that that's, one. That's because he's from LA, isn't it? Because yeah. this is clearly Beck under it's a, a pseudonym. Back. It's a bit Beck. Because it, bit. as everyone knows, Luke Cullingham is actually one of the villains in Ninjago. So mm. there we go. There you go. Yeah, um, I know we've had it before, but I haven't been on the show one it's been on. Yes. So I want to have my run up at yeah, it. Enjoyable. Yeah. Um, we've got an email here from Andrew Hart who says, uh, after chat about celebrities you could beat up, I, re- I presume that's a referral to Jim saying he could beat up Paolo Nettini. Well, this is bad. So, so celebrities are going to take a, take a pasting and the coppers are going to go, what are you doing? Oh, this is the football ramble. I, I'm pretty sure Jim has forgotten that Paolo Nettini's from the East End of Glasgow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no way Jim Cameron could beat up Paolo Nettini. Anyway, um, Andrew said he wanted to wade in on uh, Premier League managers who he thinks will be good in a pub brawl. So a bit of an update on the conversations we've had in the past about managers being tough, etc. Oh, this is nostalgic. So Andrew Andrew says, I reckon Nuno Espirito Santo, Neil mm. Holy Spirit, uh, can throw down. He's got the quiet rage of an action film star. I think that's probably fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, he said he would let people mouth off and then once the fight was instigated would start handily dispatching his foes in a ruthless but precise manner. <laughs> yeah, I can I see, see that. that. Yeah. He's got a bit of Liam Neeson about him. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, Andrew also says, I reckon Big Sam will be giving it big licks about how hard he is and while rolling up his sleeves... Um, Hassan Hootel or someone would give him a bop on the nose and put him on his backside. <laughs> <laughs> Sam would get someone else. Sammy Lee. He'd say oh, yeah. Sammy Lee. He's attacked on him. <laughs> Unwrap me. Yeah. <laughs> Unwrap me, Sam. Sammy. <laughs> and he says, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer would get smashed and then with a massive grin talk about the positives from his meagre display. Yeah. I can see Oli Gunnar Solskjaer grinning with like bloody, bloody mouth. Yeah. Um, and then he says, Mourinho would immediately be under a table. Um, <laughs> Steve Bruce would be headbutting everything in sight like a big Geordie <laughs> Rhino. <laughs> it was quite accurate, really. Normally, we get a lot of those emails, and I only really like the really accurate ones, and I think this is one of them. I think so. Mm. I think so. Thank Sam, you very much for that, Andrew. Sammy Lee, best fighting trousers on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Unwrap me, Sammy. <laughs> Showfootballravel.com. Thanks again for all who have sent in jingles. We bloody love you. Uh, before we uh, talk about uh, one of the big ones this weekend, we've got to say that Phil Brown is back. Yeah. He's back in business. Southend United <laughs> have confirmed the appointment of the big beauty. Uh, he was manager um, of Southend United from 2013 to 2018. Then he had a little stint in the Indian Super League. It's a lovely old job. Uh, and last week he said, the normal person, me from South Shields, the apprentice electrician, Ending up in the Premier League was a lovely story in my own head, but it's an unfinished story. 
Well, you know what? If he I can mean, get he... if he can get Southend back back to the Premier League, I, well, to the Premier League, yeah. I, th- I think he deserves the season. He, he, des- <laughs> he deserves he deserves yeah. a knighthood. Andy, but... Imagine if he got him promoted all the way to the Premier League and they sacked him for like Bertie Vokes. Like, <laughs> Bertie Vokes. We're sort of like that. Um, I I like that our show is comfortable enough uh-huh. to um, open the second half on a Friday with Phil Brown being back in football. <laughs> Big brownie. Yeah. He, uh, I love it how he says, you know, he talks about him, you know, just a, 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 an apprentice electrician and so on. And it is a, a, fam, a fantastic story, managing the Premier League, but he doesn't have to say it in my own head. Mm. I, th- I think he had a moment where he thought, oh, I've got to be a bit modest about this. He's like, no, Phil, you, you, you were spot on there, actually. Remember, but when Bluetooth. he says, remember his Bluetooth. Bluetooth. I do, yeah. but when he says apprentice electrician, I mean, yeah. when he finally does make it to the Premier League with Southend, uh-huh. um, I guess Mourinho will be describing him as a... A specialist in electrical failure. Uh, <laughs> well, do, you, do you know what Phil Brown's first amateur football club that he played for were called? You like this, Mrs. Brown's boys? <laughs> <laughs> Red Duster. Ah, Red Duster in yeah, the South right. Shields League. Red yeah, Duster, yeah. nice. But they're still around. Shout out to them as they are. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, Phil Brown uh, made his mark. Probably uh, beat Southend. He, he made his mark at the Etihad, did he not? Yeah, he did. He did. He certainly yeah. left a mark somewhere yeah. on the pitch. Uh, and at the Etihad, Andy, that's where we go now. Manchester City versus Leeds United. Bielsa and Guardiola are reunited uh, once again. And Bielsa, he seems to be going on the charm offensive. He said that Pep is a magical man. <laughs> But then he had to clarify to journalists that he didn't mean Pep was a magician. <laughs> yeah. That's such a Bielsa thing Important clarification. Yeah. That's that English press getting, you know, they're having a go at Cantona with his seagulls and now they're having a go at uh, Bielsa and his magical men. I can just see his young interpreter's worried face. Yeah. W- without having actually seen the press conference. But I think it's, it's an interesting yeah. game because um, they got a draw first time around. Leeds they against did, Man City. Yeah. Man City went a goal up, didn't they? Raheem Sterling scored. Mm-hmm. Leeds stuck in there. They stuck they at it. They got their equaliser and they got a point. Which would have been pleasing for Guardiola. That would have been... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, was the, it was the press conferences. They did a joint one after. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was bloody... I, I only wish that he could have won. Do you think, yeah. do you think Beals is... Because uh, Beals uh, doesn't strike me as um, a people person. Okay. Do you think with and, and Guardiola, I suppose you could say the same. Do you think that they're united in that? It's like two negatives forming a positive. Or do you think Beals would be like, all right, mate, you're a bit of a fanboy. That's enough. They're both they're both very strange. Mm. I, I mean that I would love. Um, I, I I always remember when Leeds were promoted to the Premier League, mm. and a lot of Leeds United fans gathered outside Beals' house. Yeah. And he emerged at one point looking very confused. Mm. Like, he didn't really yeah. know what to make of it. Didn't have to have that shotgun under his arm, did he? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it was a plastic bag. Yeah, <laughs> oh, he loves a plastic bag. Yeah. Well, because Guardiola went to visit him in Argentina. Yeah. Um, yes. And uh, they had a, spent a, a long weekend together or something like that, watching football videos. VHS tapes. I think. Oh, yeah. There was also an apocryphal, it might be an apocryphal tale about Bielsa assessing a, a young Mauricio Pochettino. Wasn't there? No, that's not apocryphal. Oh, it actually happened. Yeah, he, he went. He drove up four hours because it was apparently a thirteen-year-old no, no, kid. Because he, he played went, for him, didn't went, he? Went to his house in the middle of the night. Yeah. Didn't he? yeah. Oh yes, and, right in the um, middle of the night. Yeah. What's the matter with you? Think of the optics. Do anything normal. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we love him. We love him in the Premier League. Well, it always well. takes longer than it says on the sat now, doesn't it? Especially <laughs> in Argentina, it's a huge country. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, uh, Kevin De Bruyne signed a new uh, three hundred grand contract this week. That'll keep him at Man City. I mean, you you mentioned Kevin De Bruyne yesterday, of course. Um, but he hired a team of data analysts to outline his importance to the team. Does he need to do that? Got a pay rise out of it. Well, I mean, he's done the job. <laughs> yeah. I think you must start thinking about that sort of thing because he's he's turning thirty this year, isn't he? Mm. So that's that's possibly it. Older I mean, remember, think about remember when Memphis was leaving Manchester United, he got data analysts to work out what was the perfect club with him. 
and that they ended up Who did with, that, sorry? Uh, they ended up with Leon Memphis. Oh, yeah. interesting. They ended up with AFC Wimbledon because yeah. Andy was in charge of the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't May United, was it? <laughs> um, sources close to Sergio Aguero have apparently said he would be interested in staying in England as he wants to move up the Premier League all-time goal scorers charts. He's currently sixth behind well, Andy Cole. There's a team very close to Man City and they're a striker at the moment. That's all I'm going to say. Hey. Imagine that. Very FC. Yeah. All right. Very nice. Fair enough. They're the Premier League still, are they? <laughs> <laughs> is, that the only, is that the first team you thought of that was close to Manchester? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was either them or Oldham. Yeah, Stockport. And I know Oldham aren't in the Premier League. But I thought, <laughs> oh, Barry, is my mind deceiving me? <laughs> if, uh, if he knocks Timo Puki out of the Norwich team, it'll be very upsetting. Oh, that would yeah, be yeah. incredible. Sorry, I made a mistake there. I said he was he was sixth in the in the Premier League uh, all-time scorers chart. It's uh, He's actually fourth. He's six goals behind um, Andy Cole. Oh, yeah. This is quite similar. You remember uh, Manuel Adebayor? He wanted to get to 100 Premier League goals, which was one of the motivations for him signing for, I think it was Palace. And, and it so does, it was reported. So it was reported. Well, you know, actually put in perspective how good when you hear these kind of things, mm. and, you, and you and you say Sergio Aguero announces that he's going to leave Manchester City, right? And mm. so there's a whole load of attention on him, what he's achieved, how many goals he scored, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. What it then does when you hear something like he's six goals behind Andy Cole, it then reminds you again how good a striker Andy Cole was. Yeah. Absolutely, because Aguero feels like part of the furniture at the Premier League. He's he's one of Man City's all-time best players. Mm. He's still not scored more goals than Andy Cole in the Premier League, though. No, it's, it's, it's funny though. It's a good reminder of how insatiable the best professionals are isn't it I mean you think of I think of Gibral Cisse who wanted to reach 100 Ligue 1 goals yeah. of course he moved away and played a lot of his career abroad mm-hmm. but he was still looking for a Ligue 1 club after he was like in did his he... late 30s and had a hip replacement did he get it though yeah. no he, d- he didn't score he didn't uh... I no, remember when he was he never went back there no. he, ne- oh, he never went okay no. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a shame chaps elsewhere in the Premier League Liverpool versus uh, Aston Villa uh, only uh, five points separates these sides, of course. I mean, talking about the big scores earlier, we were talking about the 6-1 at uh, Old Trafford. Of course, there was the 7-2, Andy, between these sides. That does feel season. like a different season. <laughs> yeah. Going back to our earlier five point. points between them. If you, I mean, you said that at the start of the season. Uh, That's incredible. That is an incredible amazing. stat. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Liverpool will be very thankful that they're playing in a proper football stadium again. That was on uh, following on from Jurgen Klopp's criticism of uh, the Real Madrid Alfredo Di Stefano Stadium. Uh, they play in that muggy little stadium, don't they? The training ground. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. Yeah. Uh-huh. What does he want? The bird. He wants to be in the bird about. He's like, come on, give us the big one. It's being renovated. Yeah, it's you can't renovated. do. You can't do it. No, you can't play in it. Klopp's also. Um, he's he's kind of when things aren't going well, he is quite petty. Yeah, he lot. is. Yeah. He finds a lot of stuff to moan about. Yeah, massively. Yes. He's, yeah. he's moaning about the stadium, but he does it in quite a passive aggressive way. Oh yeah, he'll go. Oh no, I go. Tell that to the fourth official at Napoli that time. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Actually, okay. Sometimes it's just aggressive. Yeah, although but... I did quite like that the company that produces models of uh, of the ground have sent him a three D model of uh, the Alfredo. They said we're sure he'll welcome it with good humour. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, straight in the recycling <laughs> yeah well I think I, with the pizza I, menus straight I mean it does get to something where he's moaning about the actual stadium yeah um, if, it, if the pitch was bad I understand if you maybe moaned about that even though that's still a little bit but does he know that there will still have been no one in it yeah, I know I know this, this is the thing and by the way if they had been in the big stadium and there had been some people in it it would have been harder for them because mm. it would have been full of Real Madrid well fans. this is it if you're playing Real Madrid surely you want to play them at uh, at the training ground because I know they've been playing there all season but Still, though, it's mm. they're less used to playing there than at the Burnham. I guess if you're in a sort of paranoid state of mind, though, you could think, oh, God, they've got even extra comfort there, haven't mm, they? True. Because Real Madrid, you know, look comfortable. So comfortable that they've lost the likes of Alaves and Levante there this season. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's not as if it's completely untakeable. I do wonder, though, having seen that Alisson's got rid of his moustache. He has, yeah. 
whether there was some sort of issue with the lighting in the dressing room. Maybe, you know, he went to trim it after the game and... I was going to say, Real Madrid was so comfortable in that off. game, they were able to put three goals past David Seaman, which is very <laughs> impressive. Do you think, though, that Liverpool will um, play the second leg at their new training ground? Oh, Apparently it's, it's meant to be very windy. It's too windy. Well, Tony Cruz won't be able to ping those balls Kick around. Kick the ball on the deck. It's very, very windy, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's time for Betway's 4 to score. It's that time of the week. Um, now... Entry to Betways 4 to score is absolutely free. Each week, pick the first goal scorer in Betways 4 selected matches for your chance to win the weekly 50 grand. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game and further T's and C's apply. Now, normally, we've got straight to Marcus for game one on this, but we have a very important piece of admin to do before we do that this Ooh. week. Um, does anyone remember my pick last week? <laughs> because I don't no. do Mondays. I don't get a chance to lord it up. Mm. Um, Manchester United play Brighton. I picked Danny Welbeck, little fella called Danny Welbeck. Mm. And it was John Stones who scored the no, first goal. Well, no, <laughs> it's, he's the new John Stones. Welbers was that guy for me. He was. Just an example of where, how you can think outside the box yeah. and do very well. I uh, just wanted to point that out. Game one is Burnley v mm. Newcastle, Marcus. Mm. I suspect... I'm thinking inside the box. Yeah, I suspect you might be about to deliver us an absolute steaming turd. No, go, no goal scorer. Yeah, I thought you might. <laughs> you could bring yourself to look at the 22 players that will start that football match and go, one of them might get a goal. Mm. I, th- that's my gut feeling. Fair enough. Mm. Um, game two is Andy and it's West Ham v Leicester on Sunday afternoon. With all the Czech chat, I've gone for Thomas Socek. Very nice. Thomas So check. Um, game three is Spurs v Manchester United. It is our friend Jules, the lovely Jules, and she has gone for the following. For Spurs against Manchester United, I'm going to go for Edison Cavani. Mm. Sorry, Mason, but I do think Man United are going to score first in the game. And I've gone for Cavani because Martial's injured, so it's likely that Cavani's going to start the game. And I just fancy them to score first. Is she apologising to Mason Greenwood or Kate Mason? Both. It's a, it's a double it's a double <laughs> apology in one. Okay, Two enough. birds with one stone. Uh-huh. Um, game number four and the final game is Sheffield United v Arsenal. The anchor leg, Sunday night. Um, I've gone for Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang because my rationale is basically that I slagged him off today. So mm. he'll probably score. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, th- I thought you were going Klopp, passive-aggressive. Could do. Sheffield United are dreadful. Let's agree on that. Mm. Um, I think it will be an Arsenal player. I think it'll be Aubameyang. So that is, in summary, no goal scorer, Thomas Suchek, Edison Cavani and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Make sure if you want to play along and it's absolutely free to do so, that your selections are submitted before the first game and further T's and C's apply. And if you do want to play, you must be over the age of 18 and make sure you gamble responsibly. For more information, head to begambleaware.org. All right, it's time for this. One of those games is quite difficult to explain, but you'll get it as soon as you start hearing it. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, to my right, the people's champion, the father of Marcus Mount, the challenger, the 15 times ex-champion Ooh, of the world, Marcus Buller. Woo! To my left, the reigning champion, the unified champion, mm. the undisputed champion, mm. the number one seed, yeah. the greatest player in the history of Luke's game. Hang on. Let me finish. <laughs> it's Mr. Andy Brassel. No bow tie. No, okay. I'm not even having yeah. it from you. No, no Michael Buffer there. Um, you are the champion, Andy. Yeah. Marcus is the challenger. This is the battle of the heavyweights. I think connoisseurs of Luke's game everywhere, with respect to <laughs> yeah. other contestants, mm. they are due respect. We must give them it. But with respect to them, 
this is the fixture that listeners and aficionados of this game want to see. Mm. They're about, well, they're not going to see He's it. He's accusing you, ladies and gentlemen, of all wanting a European Super League. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just for you Don't two. accept it. Yeah. Show at footballramble.com. Marcus gets to go first because he's the challenger. Mm-hmm. That is the custom. Yep. Um, Let's avoid the whitewash today. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're up first. The first player has played for six clubs in total and he, rec- uh, he retired in 2015. Six clubs in total. It's Damien Duff. Damo. Damien Duff. Six clubs in total. And he's got his pen and paper out. I've got my pen and paper here for the admin purposes. Um, I can confirm Marcus is not using <coughs> his screens. Mm. He's got a glass of water and that's it. Yeah. What do you think? What's your opening bid? <sighs> Damn it all. <laughs> Need to hear a number from you, mate. Oh, this is so frustrating. I Four. Four is good. That's a good. That's right in the slot, Russell. I think that's good. Take it. You want? You want? He wants you to name him. He wants right, you to okay, name okay. him. Okay. It's in your own hands. Start off on the, on the right foot. All right. Could be the start of something. This could be. Mm. Go on, then, one at a time. Chelsea. That's correct. Fulham. That's correct. Blackburn Rovers. That's correct. Newcastle United. There we go. You're in the business. There we the go. Very nice. I there, thought you'd this? have. I thought you'd have five. I thought there's an obvious one. I've missed there. No, it's Melbourne City. Right. Oh, very obvious. And Shamrock Rovers. Do you know what? I, I thought to myself, he might have played... I couldn't remember if it was Shamrock, Cove Ramblers. Yeah, Shamrock Rovers. I was worried Andy was going to be let in there. One nil. Did you have four? No, I had three. Okay. And that's with Damien Duff nearly running me over outside Stamford Bridge once. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so you knew you played for Chelsea. Yeah. Exactly. Way play. You see, I saw him outside Craven Cottage, but he was just walking to the ground on his own. Was he? Yeah, I remember thinking... He must be injured. It's about 10 minutes to kick off. <laughs> I once saw Robert Prozanecki standing outside Fratton Park with a holdall, tab on the go. Yeah, of course he did. There we go. Yeah, right. And he was playing. <laughs> yeah. The game was going on. <laughs> Andy, you're up now. Um, and this could be in your wheelhouse, but we must remember it's an algorithmic selection of players. So Algorithmic. No, no complaints. Six clubs in total. Um, Andy, your friend of mine, I know you're a big fan of this player as a person as well as a player. Uh, it's Emre. <laughs> well, okay, I, you know, I nearly gave one of his former clubs away there, <laughs> exactly. but I mean, it's a quite an obvious one. I was taking the piss. He's obviously a horrendous human being, but he's played for six <laughs> clubs in total. Uh, and Andy, I'd like you to name as many of them as you can. Put as many clubs as you can. Exactly, exactly right. Do the John Virgo. Four. Four's not bad. Marcus, <laughs> what do I hear from you? No. <laughs> you want Andy's name is four? Yeah, I'm struggling with this one. I have to okay. say. Newcastle United. Mm-hmm. That's correct. You knew that one. I knew that one. Yeah. Fenerbahce. I knew that one as well. Played for those. Th- played for them three times. Galatasaray. He also played for them, yes. Inter. Correct. That's yeah. one all. Well, I, I, that, that was uh, one of those ones where I thought, ah, oh, I wish I was playing someone else right now. Yeah. I mean, you could have, I mean, in another day, this is a very top level, Luke Sam. Mm. In another day, yep. you're probably winning that with two. Yeah, or, or a third. I could have probably guessed Galatasaray, to be honest with yeah. you. But if I'm going Give for it five, the big no, one now, isn't it? And just for players, well, not really. I'm saying <laughs> just just for players out there, just know that you don't have to be a nice bloke to be featured on Luke's game. <laughs> no, you don't. It's not. It's completely. It's completely agnostic about that. Gareth has to write Inter, Newcastle, Fenerbahce, Atletico Madrid. <sighs> oh, and the final one was Istanbul Basaksehir. Of course, it was. Of course, oh. it was. Played for them a lot. Okay, Marcus, it's back to you, my friend. It's one all. It's all to go. play for. Six clubs in total again. He Thank retired him. in 1999. Ooh. Mm. Um, he has played for another club that I don't believe were professional, so they're not counted. Okay. Um, to be honest, I don't think it's going to come up. Um, <laughs> it's Mark Bright. 
Brighty. The least famous of a legendary strike duo. You're not getting any more clues from me, though. Well, that's a big clue. Six clubs in total. How many can you name, Marcus? Um, I believe you can definitely do one. Yes. <laughs> um, I'll go three. Three is not bad. Mm. I think that's in the slot for Mark Bright. Four. I do. Wow. Andy disagrees, Marcus. He's very confident. Yeah, yeah. He's very confident. I've not got... I can't do five. Do you read into how confidently he says the number? Oh, he's, he's, I mean, with Emery, obviously, he knew what he was doing there. Yeah. But I just, I couldn't do five. But I, I'm, I'm confident even when I don't know. True. He did think Roy Hodgson managed Crystal uh, Ch- Chelsea. Chelsea once. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't think that. That's the point. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm hoping for one of those slips of the tongues right now, Andy. So you're, you want him to name his four? Yeah, I do. I right, I'm going to hold it one inch from my face while I'm reading what I've written down to avoid any I think accidents. you should take away this pen and paper nonsense, Luke. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's been approved by the board. It's not. It's like snooker players taking this. I'm Jimmy White here. No, there's a monthly you know, review. It's been, it's been <laughs> approved by Kate Mason and she is the boss yeah. of you. Marcus yeah. Mount are tutting right now. The blue people on there. Let me tell Everything you. is approved by Kate Mason in Kate Mason's mind. Even if she's not here. <laughs> right, so four. Four clubs for Mark Bright, please, my friend. Sheffield Wednesday. That's correct. Charlton Athletic. That's also Ooh, correct. Here we go. Leicester City. Ah, That's correct. Crystal Palace. Yeah. That's the obvious one. Well done. Yeah, fair play. Um, I didn't actually... I, I think I would have been really poor with Mark Bright. I could only really remember Crystal Palace. I remember Sheffield Wednesday and Palace. They were the two I was dead certain. So he started his career at Leek Town, which doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Port Vale, mm-hmm. Leicester City, Crystal Palace, Sheffield Wednesday, Millwall was the other one, oh. and Charlton Athletic. 2-1 to, to top brass. Well, here we go. He's turned it around. He's he, on the march. If he gets this one, he's won. Yeah. And he's first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is up first for uh-huh. player number four, who has played for five clubs in total. I'm led to believe he's still playing mm-hmm. now. Um, and he is Mr. Aaron Lennon. Aaron Lennon has played for five clubs in total. How many can you name, Brassel? Give me a number. Give me a number, baby boy. How many did you say, sorry? I said five. Five. Yeah, I said five. So, what do you think? Five. You bitch. That is a flex. I've never seen Marcus look more despondent. Marcus Mount are furious. You see, one of them I'm not sure on, though, which is very exciting. The annoying thing is, is I know all five. Do you? Yeah, I could do that. That is a stinker. So you were really excited. I was. When you said Aaron Lennon, I thought, hang on. I'm quite sure I know the tricky one. Well, Brussel has the way it goes. Brussel, Brussel gets to go first. I'm gutted about that. Well, okay. I'm going to well, leave the tricky one to last. I know you because will. Yeah, that's you how it's really done. Yeah, you should do. Uh, go ahead. One at a time, please. Leeds. Full names, Andy. That's correct. Everton. <laughs> that is also correct. That's two. Burnley. Yep. Spurs. Yes, come on, Liz. Come on. <clears throat> goes Tepper. Unlux. Afraid not, my friend. Oh, you meant Kaiserisport, didn't you, you did. Andy? Kaiserisport. Kaiserisport. Oh, yes! The mount goes wild. We're still in it. Easy. Easy. As an impartial observer, I have to say, easy. To a piece. Come on. Oh, man. The final act. What a... This is incredible scenes. The last frame oh, and the no. last black. Incredible <laughs> scenes and the Brussels smugness mm. was off the chart as well. Tell you what, is still... he going to bounce back? I don't know. We'll Hopefully find not. out because the next player's played for nine clubs. Oh, no. He retired in twi- uh, 2009. <laughs> I almost said 2009. I'm excited. 2009. <laughs> nine clubs in 2009. Um, and Marcus Speller gets to go first for a famous win. <laughs> nine clubs in total. Darren Huckabee. Oh, no. <laughs> By the way, can I just say that's the biggest build-up Darren Huckabee's had in his entire career. Nine clubs in total for Darren Huckabee. 
That is annoying, isn't it? You've gone through a whole roller coaster of emotions that last player there. I have. High, low, high again. Yeah. Can't believe it. Darren Puckerby. <laughs> <laughs> the purest's choice. Yeah. What do you want out of the nine? Brasso's got a full A4 side of scribblings. He does. Now. He does. Speller's freestyling it. I'm going to go four. Andy? Go four. You don't want you, you can't do five? No, I don't think so. All right. It's in your hands, Marcus, for the title. For the title. Did you ever think when you were growing up <laughs> you'd have to name four clubs that Darren Huckabee played for for a title? I didn't, you know. No. Well, I here we I'd go. have to do three. Here we go. All right, here we go. One at a time, please. Four of the nine clubs that Darren Huckabee's played for. Coventry City. That's correct. Norwich City. That is also correct. Leeds United. Yes, you're one away. Mm. You are one away from history. <laughs> this is so annoying. I've got a couple of... Cl- I, I'm not sure about this last one. Oh, I don't, I'm going to bugger it up. Charlton Athletic. Charlton Athletic, you say? Mm. If he's played for Charlton Athletic, you're the new champion. If he hasn't, Andy Brassel retains his title in the most dramatic game of Luke's game we've seen possibly ever. You say Charlton Athletic. Mm-hmm. I say Andy Brassel. Oh no! I don't believe it. Oh, Andy, you lucky sausage. Well, really, you're lucky that I didn't say Kaiser Spore. Yeah, I'm but afraid he Who, never played on. for Charlton Athletic. He Who? played for Lincoln City, Newcastle United, Millwall, Coventry, Leeds, Man City. Forest, Man City, City, and yeah. um, he finished his career at the San Jose Earthquakes after another stint at Norwich City. I can't believe Man City and Newcastle. I, I, I thought about him at Newcastle, and I thought, no, it's Alan Smith I'm picturing in that kit. He only had one league appearance, I think. Sim- oh, similar he? hair for a while, yeah. But, but isn't it weird, like a player who was part of the English football landscape yeah. for such a long time, who you remember so well? I can remember so few of his clubs. Yeah, Man yeah. City, that's poor. I should have got that, Andy. I've let you off the hook there, but then you could argue you let me off the hook. So yeah, the drama was absolutely obscene. Yeah, it was obscene. I was close to streaking. It was so exciting. <laughs> In vote, the studio. Vote Super League. That's what I say, everyone. Vote <laughs> yeah. Super League. This Indeed. is the quality you could enjoy if you just My pay goodness. 30 quid a month. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. And forget about the teams you sport. Yeah, exactly. Oh, dearie me. Well, thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show sponsored by Betway, everybody. It's been an absolute pleasure having you with us. Thank you very much, Luke Moore. Thank you very much. Thank you, Andy Brassel. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you on Monday. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.